All right, if I could have everybody take their seats. All right, we've got a couple of announcements before we get started. In the pews, there are welcome cards. If this is one of your first times visiting us, or if you feel like you just want to get more involved, we'd love you to fill one out, put it in the tithe box so that we can get you a little bit more connected. They are also available for prayer requests. So if you take the welcome card, put out a prayer request, and put it in the tithe box, our uh, staff will be lifting up those, <clears throat> those prayers over the week. There's also a prayer jar with uh, paper in the missions area. So you can place personal prayer requests or prayer requests regarding missions in there. Once again, leave it in that jar and the staff will be lifting those up through the week. Well, it is officially fall. And so that means that our harvest festival is coming up. <laughs> yeah. So we need you to help us and bring in individually wrapped candy for this outreach. If you bring in bulk candy, I will eat it. But individually wrapped stuff, we will leave for the kids. So uh, do, do my stomach and uh, yourselves a favor. Bring it in individually wrapped. Uh, Pray for a Cure is October 1st. So that's this Saturday, 9.30 to 11. So drop in for prayer, refreshments, and door prizes. <clears throat> Home Bible studies and life groups started last week. Yeah, it was fun. If you're interested in attending a life group, please uh, sign up at the welcome counter. And if you have any questions, you can contact the church office. Uh, it is not too late. So please make sure that you are uh, getting yourself involved, even if you missed out uh, on the first week. October 22nd, we're going to be going to the Animal Ark uh, for a church outing. And uh, that is at 10 a.m. The prices, if you are between 3 and 13 $9. 13 and 61 $14. 62 and up is $12. You can purchase the tickets in the church foyer. And today is the last day to sign up because we have to get a total number of people uh, to give to the Animal Ark. So if you are planning on going, if you're thinking about going, go sign up, grab a ticket, uh, and we should all have a good time. Also coming up, is going to be another round of Operation Christmas Child. So, <clears throat> uh, we got a short little video, uh, and then we'll talk about that. And when those lids come off those boxes, you've never seen such pure joy. This is amazing, as you can see. The children's faces, they're excited as they open up the gifts for the first time. What makes the gifts more than just gifts is the message that comes with the gift. This is the opportunity for a child to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. The mission of Operation Christmas Child never changes. Children are coming to Jesus and children are taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Millions of children around the world are being impacted by these simple shoebox gifts. One box can touch not just the child, but the whole family. So we need to keep packing those boxes and pray for the children that God will use this in a very special way. So thank you for being a part of it. God bless you.
So our youth group will be doing that again this year. Last year we sent 45 boxes to Mexico. Uh, crazy thing, I don't know if you guys remember, we bought 50. Five of them were unable to be positioned correctly. They were just manufacturer defects. And we had enough to fill exactly the other 45. So this year Amanda and I bought 100. <laughs> we are looking forward to just hopefully we can bless and just send out um, as many as we can here. There will be a list of recommended items at the Welcome Center, and we're going to begin collecting items starting next Sunday, October 2nd. There will be some bins out with uh, genders and ages, and you can just fill those in as you go. We have the list, and then our youth group will be collecting those as we go, and we'll have a big shoebox filling party again. So we are excited to see a, how much we can send, where it's gonna go, and all of that uh, fun stuff. If you have any questions on that, you can obviously come talk to me or Amanda. And, and that's it for our announcements. So we're gonna now go into our time of giving and prayer and worship. If uh, <clears throat> we always take a moment just to say, if you, have been yeah, if you have been faithful in your tithes and offerings, thank you so much. We do offer three ways that you can give here in person, back of the sanctuary in that box, online through our website, or via mail. And if I, at this time I could have everybody bow their heads with me as we enter our time of prayer. Father God, we are so thankful to be together here with this church family, to be joining together and in, in worshiping and learning in your name. And we ask that you would be with us all as this worship comes out to touch us all, open up our hearts to hear Pastor Carlos's message, and that we would all leave here changed and better stewards for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's all stand to our feet this morning, church. What a beautiful day the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it, amen? Amen. God is on the move in this place in so many different ways. Um, I got some phone calls saying, Pastor, man, Life Group was amazing. Life Group was a life group for me. It was a life for me. It was in that middle of the week. It was that, that pump. It was that injection that I needed from God, and God moved. So can we give God praise for what he's doing in the Life Groups? Amen. Amen. Also, God is on the move in a bunch of other different ways. Um, uh, Carlos, my son, who's back here um, on the drums, uh, he, only 15 years old, he's at his high school. They asked him to preach a sermon. He's going to be preaching a sermon at school in front of the whole entire school. God is on the move. Amen? Amen. Anytime our heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, anytime our heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to 
gotta sing that one more time. Let us set in. Have a set. Anytime my heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not to serve, I know, I know, I know, I know. Amen. Who's ready to worship Jesus this morning? Amen. Amen. Would well. 
Holy Lord, help us to consecrate ourselves to you, that you might sanctify us and make us holy. 
We thank and praise you, Lord, that you do cleanse our sin. And we pray today that everyone here in this place, everybody watching online, all of those will hear your word through our pastor. We thank you for the message that you've prepared him to give us. And Lord, we just thank and praise you for always being there for us. We love you, Lord, and we pray that you would come in your power, direct us, protect us, provide for us, and lead us into your ways, which are holy, because we've prayed this in Jesus' name. Amen. Holy, set apart for you, Lord, I choose to be. I choose to be touch and encourage every heart. I pray you blessing over them and their family, over our children's ministry, over our church, over this property. Protect us, keep us safe, bless us. I pray that this message would leave people changed and their hearts would be open and receptive to what you have to say. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Amen. Be seated this morning. Thank you. Thank you, musicians and singers on the platform. We so appreciate you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I have some good news. Um, last week, I spoke about a gentleman who was um, having, uh, he he's, uh, was bound to alcohol, and he hit me up again, and he watched online last week, and he said, he said, Pastor Carlos, I got good news. It's been a year and one week now sober. <laughs> so, amen. We want to say thank you. For all those who are watching online, we so appreciate you and all those who are here in person. We thank you for your faithfulness to the house of God, and um, we just so thank you. Pastor Todd Reniger, who remembers Pastor Todd? He says hello to everyone. Um, I was trying to get him here to speak for the end of the year um, to, to do like a little celebration service. I miss him so much, um, but he wasn't able to make it, so we're looking at the spring. So who's ready to see Pastor Todd next spring? Amen? Yes, amen. So I'm hoping for that. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Hebrews this morning. Uh, we'll be going to Hebrews, and then we'll be going to Matthew, we'll be going to Genesis, we'll be going to Luke, and then uh, Revelation uh, this morning. Hallelujah. The book of Hebrews, um, like I was saying last week, is a book written from an unknown author, 
We don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. If you know, please raise your hand and let, let us know right now. Okay, that's fine. Um, but, he, but we do know who, he, he, who he's writing to. He's, rooting, he's, he's writing to some Jewish Christians who have converted from Judaism to Christianity. And um, they have come across some difficulties, some challenges in their Christian walk. And they're considering quitting and turning back to Judaism. Um, how many here this morning, if we're honest, have accepted Jesus? We came across some troubled waters and we felt like quitting. Thank you, Matt, for your honesty. Okay, I got a few more. Okay. Um, everyone here goes through things in life. We have crossroads. Um, we hit a crossroad that says move forward or quit. Um, and so, uh, you know, church, marriage, everything else in life, everything worth keeping, though, is going to have some challenges, uh, some struggles. And so the Jews have hit some bumpy spots, some, uh, some bumps in the road, and um, he's writing to them to encourage them to stay on the path. But he kind of challenges them a little bit. Hebrews 5, chapter 5, verse 12. If you're there, say amen. There's a few people, either they didn't bring their Bibles or they're not there yet. Am I wait a sec? If you are there, please say amen. 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 Hebrews 12, chapter 5, verse 12. It says, For through by this time, you ought to be teachers. But yet you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. Stop right there. He says, as long as you've been around with God, you should be at a place in your life where you should be teaching someone else. It doesn't matter your age. You could be 15 years old, 14 years old. You should be at a place in your life where you are teaching someone, but yet you need to be taught again the oracles of God. Let's be honest. This world is full of people where they should be teaching someone else. They should be the example. Um, you should be able to be the big brother, the big sister, uh, uh, the uncle, the aunt that someone can look to. But yet he says, you need to be taught again. I look at the workplace. How many have worked with people when the boss is gone, the work ain't getting done? And Jane's shaking her head, amen. You know, and it's like, the, the, you know, the boss ain't around or someone's not there to tell them what to do. And it's like, by this time... You've been here at the company this long. You should know already what to, you should be teaching someone else. Amen. But we're talking spiritually here. He says, you're at a place. You should be seasoned, helping somebody else in their walk with God. But yet you need to be talked again. He said, you, you need milk. Verse 13, for everyone who partakes in only of, what is that? Milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age. This is for those who are by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. He says when you get to a place of maturity, full age, you should be eating solid food. Someone say solid food. And you could tell those people because right here they have by reason of use their senses exercised. They can tell the difference between right and wrong. They can tell the difference between what's holy and what's unholy. Can somebody say amen? amen. I mean, you know, we live in a, in a culture where right is becoming wrong and wrong is becoming right. 
I'm just going to say it as it is. I'm being honest. But thank God for teenagers who will preach in school, who will share the love of God, who will be the example. Amen. I talked last week about knowing the shepherd's voice. And it was so amazing to have people come to me and say, Pastor, you know, I've always been told to hear the shepherd's voice, you just got to be quiet and listen or just maybe read my word. But there are certain characteristics in God's word and in life where God will speak to you. He has certain characteristics where you'll know, you know that's God's voice. Amen. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about the enemy's voice and what he sounds like. And the reality is, if you get a vision in the middle of the night, and it's the devil, he's not going to be standing at the edge of your bed with a little pitchfork and a little tail and some horns. He's going to come to you as an angel of light. And um, I want to help you know the difference between the way God speaks and the way the enemy speaks. So who's ready this morning? Today is ignore the enemy's voice. Ignore the enemy. One of the most important things in life is being able to tell the difference. I don't care how young you are. I've met kids that are so young, yet they can tell. They have this discernment. They know when God is speaking to them, I got to get up out of this house. I should get away from this person who's going to be showing me things on this cell phone right here. I should not. I got to leave. I got to run. They got this discernment. There's something in them that says, I'm hearing God. He's saying go. He's saying flee. He's saying run. Or he's saying help. Genesis chapter 3. Let's go Genesis chapter 3 right here. It's one of the first ways we can tell the, the enemy's voice. It says right here, Genesis chapter 3, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat, nor sh shall you touch it, lest you die. So the serpent is speaking. He's manipulated by the devil. Um, the serpent has uh, become the enemy, talking to Eve. And the first characteristic that I see right here, number one voice that you'll hear from the devil the way he speaks to you, number one, that voice challenges God's truth and boundaries. His voice challenges God's truth and boundaries. The devil says, has God, did, did God say that? Has, has God, did did God really say you shall not eat? Did the Lord really say? Did the Lord really say you, you can't have a smoke every now and then? Did the Lord really say you can't have, a, have, have, have some liquor? Did, did the Lord really say, Pastor Carlos, you can't have more than one woman? Abraham had multiple wives. To the married men, did the Lord really say you can't have a chick on the side? Okay, it got real quiet. This is, I'm not. <laughs> I've worked with so many people. They said, did, did, did he say? 
The devil says right here, has God indeed said? That voice challenges God's truth and boundaries. We live in a day and age, especially going to the schools with my kids and seeing things. We live in a culture where nobody wants boundaries. Nobody wants anyone telling them what to do, and I'll put myself in that circle. But if we want to live by God's kingdom and we want God's favor and blessing, and we want God to fight for us, we have to respect the boundaries that God has placed in our life. But the devil knows that, and he wants to appeal to you. He wants to speak to you and challenge God's boundaries and truth. Verse 2 again, it says, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Every day, the devil's going to challenge you. You're going to be given choices. The question is, what voice are you going to decide to listen to? And one of the voices that's going to speak to you, it's going to question what you know to be true about God's word. The devil will always question God's boundaries and truths. Let's go to Matthew 16, 21. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Be far from being... Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. So number two, the devil wants to pull you away from God's purpose. Someone say purpose. Purpose and plans for your life. The devil wants to pull you away from God's purpose and plans for your life. Everybody in here, God has a purpose for your life. Everybody in here, God has a purpose for your life. Some don't believe that. I said, everybody here, God has a purpose for your life. Everyone here has a purpose. And at the end of the day, the devil's job is to get you off that plan, to get you away from that purpose. And what he's going to do, he's going to introduce people into your life. Situations, circumstances, take you somewhere, take you off the assignment. So I want to encourage you to be careful to what's introduced into your life, what's new, what's out of the ordinary. But even Peter here is talking to Jesus. This is Jesus' friend. This is Jesus' companion saying to Jesus what I think I might have said to Jesus too. Far be it from you, Lord. But you see, Jesus knew his assignment, and I, 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 gotta, I gotta ask myself, did Jesus in that moment want to, he knew he gotta go to the cross, he knew he's gonna die, I, he didn't want to die, but I'm so glad I didn't, because my flesh wants to see it, it said here, that Jesus said, yeah, I know, Peter, I don't want to do this, it, it, it stinks, I don't know why God's making me do this, 
I want my, my flesh wants Jesus to say that so I can be able to say, yeah, I've, I've done the same thing. But yet Jesus right here says, get behind me, Satan. He knew his assignment. He knew why he was called. Just like many of us know why we're here. We know what we should be doing and we're either not doing it or we are doing it. Jesus says, Far, Jesus says get behind me, Satan. The devil will use people. Bring people into our life. Have you ever had the devil use some people say something to you? Amen. Have you ever been the person the devil used to say something to somebody? I got no amens there. Okay. <laughs> number two, the, the devil wants to pull you away from God's purpose and plans for your life. Let's go to number three. Luke four. Luke four. Go Luke four. Luke 4, verse 1 says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being tempted for 40 days by the devil, and in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Here, here's the devil tempting Jesus, and we'll read in some more verses, but in a moment, the devil, the devil speaks to Jesus, and he speaks to Jesus when he is physically weak. Write this down, number three. The devil the voice talks to you when you're spiritually or physically weak. This is a very important point, because some people make life-altering decisions when they're physically or spiritually weak. They make life-altering decisions. They, they, they go, they, they, which I have done, go off our emotion. And the devil uses that time right there when we're weak, we're tired, we're hungry, and he comes in this moment and that's what the enemy does that's where he lives he likes to stay right here when we're at our lowest when we're not doing our best he comes in he brings in Peters he'll bring a Peter to you he will come himself verse number four though I love what Jesus says but Jesus answered him saying tired and hungry and you can imagine what he was feeling he fasted 40 days I did three days, and I thought I was going to die. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil taken him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom, whoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Stop right there. I find it crazy. The devil has the audacity, the nerve, the gall. If that's, is that a word, the gall? He has, he has like this. He has, the, he has the audacity to say, this could all be yours when Jesus created it himself. All it belongs. And yet he says, it will be yours. Somehow he thinks it's his. And he's still doing that today. 
He likes to take little church kids and give them giftings and talents and abilities. And next thing you know, they're no longer singing gospel songs. They're singing for the world. They're glorifying Satan. They're glorifying fleshly desires. And what belongs to God, said, devil says, it's mine now. He likes to take things like the rainbow that represent pride. No, that represent God's promise that he would never flood the earth again. Because he loves us so much. He says next time, it's going to be a little worse, but I will never flood the earth again. He promises us and we take that. The devil takes that and turns it into some homosexuality. Like it belongs to his. It does not belong to his. The rainbow belongs to God. Verse 8, and Jesus answered him and said, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. Jesus said, For it is written, you shall give, or the devil says, For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him and said, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. So number three was, the devil's voice talks to you when you're spiritually, physically weak. Number four, the devil wants to please your flesh, appeal to your flesh. All this can be yours, flesh. Turn this stone into bread, flesh. Worldly desires, the flesh. I'm going to be honest this morning. My greatest temptations, your greatest temptations came when the devil was talking to your flesh. The devil doesn't tempt you with stuff you're not tempted with. Amen? He did. The devil doesn't tempt you with that. He knows exactly what buttons to push. He knows. The devil, the devil doesn't tempt you with things that's not appealing to you. He knows exactly what you want, what your flesh wants. You know, the devil doesn't tempt me with drugs and, and uh, cocaine and heroin. and He tempts me with other things. <laughs> he tempts me with, can I just be honest with you, church? Can I be real with you this morning? He tempts me. I'm going to tell you my... T- he tempts me with Twinkies and cupcakes and, <laughs> and ho-hos. That's just an analogy. What, the question is, what's your Twinkie? What's that, what's that thing? What's that thing? He, he knows he could just... He could put it right... Put it right there. Whatever, anger, jealous, whatever, what's that thing that, that, get, that gets you ticking? He knows he can just tempt you, right? Boom. What feeds your flesh? He knows if he puts something, boom, boom. Obviously, you got your gossip, whatever, whatever that is, whatever that is, what is that thing that he tempts you with? Speaking of Twinkies and cupcakes, I'll be honest with you, church, I've been trying my best. Um, this year, I'm not sure if you've noticed. I'm joking. Um, I've been I've been working out a little bit. You know, taking doing walking here and there, and um, doing little things to to try to you know. One of the things as pastors, they keep telling us, hey, make make sure you you, you keep your body 
Again, you don't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but just, just you know, hey, take care of your, take care of your temple. You know, take care of your body. And so I've been doing little things here and there. And anytime I go to Shields or if I go to the hospital, I, t- I try to take the stairs. You know, the, the escalator's right there. It's tent, but I, you know. But this, I got to say, I got to be honest. I went to the women's retreat, and there at the, at the end, there's these cabins that, that are like three stories high. And I said to myself, man, we're going to do this. I'm tired. My legs hurt. been walking for a long time. And all of a sudden, we get, and all of a sudden, I look, and there's an elevator. And it goes, ding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I I was like, it it was like speaking to me, like, hello, hey, come here. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) And I said to myself, I said, you know, I. It's been a long day. It, this one time wouldn't hurt. It's just one time I could just take the elevator. Um, you know, it's not going to make a difference. This one time won't make a difference. Um, I wish I could tell you this morning. Um, Please don't be disappointed in me, but I took the stairs. <laughs> and then I rode a go-kart around. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We will, always, we will always start our downfall when we compromise. Listen to me, teenager. Listen to me, teenager. You will always start your downfall. You will always start disrespecting your parents and disrespecting your leaders and your teachers and yeah you'll smile in their faces but inside you'll be doing stuff behind the scenes and next thing it's going to catch up to you but you will start your downfall when you compromise let's go to revelations revelations 12 this is the it's the last book of the bible revelations 12 It says, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. He says the devil is an accuser. So number four, the devil wants to please your flesh. Number five, he accuses and makes accusations. The devil accuses, it says right here, he accuses and he makes accusations. He's the, he's, he, he accused them. An accusation. I want to encourage you, when you start accusing somebody of something that cannot be proven, when you start accusing somebody of something that somebody said, it's an accusation. We have entered now into the demonic realm. Be very, very careful. Do not, do not go into this place. Don't let the devil accuse you of things. Um, he will. But accusations are the voice of the enemy. 
But here's the flip side. Sometimes his accusations can't be true. And sometimes the devil accuses you of being this and being that. The devil accuses you of being a failure. The devil accuses you that you'll never be good enough, that you're not pretty enough, you're not cool enough. The devil will accuse you of things. But you know what's so amazing about our God is he looks beyond the devil's accusations. And God says, I love you so much that I sent my only son to die on the cross for what he said you did. And what you said, what he said, yeah, it's true. But you know what? I don't see that anymore because it's covered by the blood of Jesus. Another way you can tell the enemy's voice is when you're being accused. Accusation. He is accusing. He loves to accuse. I want to tell someone this morning or even if you're watching online. It's not an accident you're here. Whether you've been coming here for 50 years or this is your first day, God's divine purpose brought you here for such a time as this to hear his word and to know, yes, the devil has accused you of these things. He has said this and that, but God says you can be set free in Jesus' name. You can walk with your head held high. You can walk with the confidence knowing, not in yourself, but knowing that you got God and you can conquer the world. And that your kids, your grandkids, and their kids can be set free in Jesus' name. The spirit of the past and family things that have been passed down from generation to generation, family curses can be broken in Jesus' name. his mercy and grace so like last week I asked do you know the shepherd's voice when he speaks do you know it's him when you were a child and your mother did that thing your father did that I don't want to blow your ears out you could be with 50 kids and you knew that was your mom you knew you didn't have to guess you said oh my mom lost me home Sorry, guys, I got to go. And if it wasn't your mom, you knew it wasn't your mom. Can you imagine if a mom said, come here, honey, and it's not your mom? You say, oh, yeah, my mom, yeah, just call me. That's what people do every day. They say, God told me, and God didn't say a thing. Do you know the shepherd's voice? Because he has characteristics. He has ways he speaks, too. I urge you to ignore the enemy's voice. What, vo- what voice have you been listening? Actually, that, that doesn't matter what we The question is, what voice will you listen to? What voice will you listen to? Ignore the enemy's voice, amen? Let's all bow our heads this morning in God's house. In respect to your neighbor and, and the Lord this morning. God is so good. We're so blessed to have you here this morning. God is on the move here at Home Church, and we are so thankful for his mercy and grace. And every service, no matter what we do, we always give people here an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. 
It was so beautiful the other day. A couple of the kids with the, went to kids camp. They came to pastor, pastor. And one of them was my daughter. I, I know John 3.16. She's only six years old. She says, I, I told some of my friends at school. And they're memorizing it too. It says that John, I said, what does it say? She said, John 3.16. For God loved the world. He gave his son that whoever believed would not perish but have life. May we have faith like a child this morning. May God give you the heart of a child again. The heart that's been hurt, the heart that's been broken, the heart that's been used and abused, the heart that's been taken by the enemy. God says, I want to I wanna heal. I want to I give you a new heart this morning. That's you. No one's looking around. You say, Pastor, I'm not right with Jesus. God is not living in my heart. You can be set free today. This is not a time where we're going to embarrass you. We're just going to pray where you're at. You raise your hand. You say, Pastor, that's not me. No one's looking around. You raise your hand. Say, I'd like to give my life to Jesus. I'm not right with God. Amen. God sees a hand. God sees a hand. Anyone else? God sees those hands. Hallelujah. Honest hearts. Even children. Amen. God sees that hand. You can put your hands down. Amen. Yes, God. Thank you. This morning, you're right with God. Jesus is living in your heart. I want to encourage you, ignore the enemy's voice. He's going to talk to you in so many other ways, too. This, I could turn this thing into a, a month series. But God has other things we're going to be doing. And I, I just want to encourage you, ignore the enemy's voice. When you're in a time of weakness and you're hurting, come, come to us. Come to a leader. Come to me. We're here. We love you. You are not alone. Amen. We're going to pray this morning. Whether you raised your hand or not, we're all going to stand right now this moment of time, and we're going to ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins, to come into our heart. Please stand with us this morning. I would encourage you to, to, to hold someone's hand if you're, if you're standing next to one, next to somebody. Hold someone's hand. How many know we are in this fight together? Again, if Jesus is in your heart and you don't want it, it's fine, but, but you raise your hand. You want to accept Jesus. You want to repent of your sins. Repeat with me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Give me a new life. I repent for what I've done. I turn from my flesh. I give my heart to you. Create in me a new heart. And renew your spirit within me. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. I could have my brother Justin come down um, and, and close us and say a blessing over us this morning. Hallelujah. Who's going to have a blessed week? Amen. I want to encourage you. Remember, Life Group. 
Um, I got people all the time, Pastor, I can't make it on Sunday morning. We have something on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, every night of the week. I, just be blessed, be encouraged. If you need anything, we're here for you. Um, by the way, I want to give a shout out to our children's workers. Can we give a hand to our children's workers, our nursery workers? So appreciate all that they do. All that they do behind the scenes for our kids. Our kids love Jesus. Amen. And we just so thank them. Be blessed this morning. Be encouraged. If you're new this morning, just remember you can always go grab something from the cafe. Home cafe is better than Starbucks. I'll tell you that right now. Amen. Be blessed. Thank you, brother. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Amen. Uh, Dearly Father, we just want to give all glory and honor and praise to you, Lord Jesus, because you are the Alpha, the Omega, the Creator of all things, the beginning and the only. And we all thank you again for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins. We really appreciate the anointing that you put on the pastor today to give us a very powerful message that really hit me really hard. And I just really want to thank you for bringing me here and bringing all of us here to this day because there's a lot of people that did not wake up this morning. This is a blessing that you brought us to this church today. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that's in this place. And let's us make sure that we take this message out there to the world out there because there are a lot of lost souls out yes. there right now, Lord. So just give us the strength, the energy that we need mentally, physically, and most important, spiritually, so we can go out to that world out there and preach the gospel and save souls. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.